0: Hello, and welcome to the Commons Good Podcast, where we'll talk stewardship and starting points for learning and acting together to ensure all people and places are thriving, no exceptions. I'm your host, Stacy Wegley, and this podcast is brought to you in partnership by our teams at Community Initiatives and the Institute for People, Place, and Possibility, stewards of the community commons. I was excited to be able to sit down with Maya Bola, the All-America City John Parr Youth Award winner out of the city of Miramar, Florida. This award recognizes the extraordinary civic engagement and leadership on the part of a young person in their community. Maya is the founder of Let's Picture It, an inclusive mental health group that allows community members to openly discuss emotions and life challenges. As a part of the group discussions, they create illustrations that reflect their feelings and help share their stories. Maya sees the need to create places like this where we can come together and understands the choices we make today around ocean cleanup, new builds, and green spaces will become the starting point for future generations. Let's hear more from Maya. Maya, just so thrilled to be able to spend some time with you today and hear more about you and your work. And just to start, really, just a huge congratulations on your All America City John Parr Youth Award. It's just tremendous. And I'm uh, eager to just hear more. Thank
1: you, Stacey. I really appreciate this opportunity. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: As we get started today, I really like to hear just a little bit of your story and you know we think about really just the deep and rich influence that the places we grew up and the people that we grew up with had on us and i'm wondering um, how you might describe sort of what that looked like for you and what those key influences were.
1: For sure. Um, Well, as you know, my name is Maya Bola. Um, I was born and raised in Miramar, Florida to two fabulous and hardworking Grenadian parents. My upbringing was surrounded by Caribbean culture because of my parents. Um, Grenada is just a small island located in the West Indies near the Windward Islands. Um, And I do believe certain aspects of who I am was created by the fierce and exotic elements of Grenadian culture. Um, I grew up as a first generation Indo-Caribbean daughter in the United States, which proposed some struggle to me with my identity because I never really fit in or was, I always felt out of place because I didn't see people who like really look like me. Um, But as I grew up and I met other individuals who felt the same, whether they're Hispanic or come from Caribbean background, um, I realized that being more proactive in my community allows me to talk to other people and share these experiences and we can build lifelong memories together. Um, My motivation for my story basically to keep on going is from my father, my brothers, and my grandfather. Um, My father worked day and night When I was uh, since I was born to just give us like a life to live for and understand that life is about memories and things you do for other people and to enjoy those moments. Um, Because not everyone's going to be here for that long so enjoy the ride enjoy the experience Um, my hard work for my Community did come from him. I still remember when I was about six years old he would come home at like eight o'clock and he would come and take me and my brother on our bikes and we would have to go and drop off the neighborhood newsletters to like all 50 plus of my neighbors <laughs> and then I still remember when I was like in elementary school, he would wake us up Sunday morning, gather all the neighbors, and power wash the fence in our neighborhood. He would organize the lake cleanups. He was very adamant in my community, so I guess that's where I get the drive to help my community from there. And then my love for politics and the government came from my great my grandfather, who passed before I was born. But um, I have learned about his work and what he did in Grenada. He was the vice prime minister there. And I really understood his mentality from the stories that I've heard from my older brothers, my aunts and my grandmother. And my brothers actually just give me the drive to be love, (laughs) to be love and like kindness to everyone. Um, I really do appreciate them and everything they've done because up to this day, I could always just give them a call and be like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I need some advice. So they really helped me motivate myself. And I think that's what basically helped me see like other people, and everyone has their own story, whether you see it or you don't see it. Some people are going through hard times, some people are going through good times, but as a community, if we're able to establish that bond, then we can learn about them and then we can grow from it and try to grow as a community. Um, So even when the first day I walked into elementary school or middle school or high school, I understand that although everything looks like bright and shiny in front of your eyes now, it's not always like that and it's okay, especially during these times. Um, You just have to understand that everyone has their own story and this is mine, (laughs) so yeah. Uh, That's beautiful. Thank you for
0: taking a moment to take us on a bit of your journey with you. And most folks will be listening in and not have a chance to sort of see the space and you and your space as I am today. And I'm just moved by the vibrancy and sort of cover on your wall of uh, photos and of people and um, places, even as we talk about that. I'm wondering if you might sort of describe a little bit about what's, what's there and, and what that means to you.
1: Yeah, so this is basically my wall. Um, I did this about when I was, I started in ninth grade, and um, now I'm graduated as a senior. And I basically did this to remind myself of all the things and opportunities I was blessed enough to enjoy. Um, Because I do understand, like, coming from um, Miramar, Florida, there are certain places in my community where some people aren't fortunate enough to have the things that I have or experience the things I've experienced. Um, My parents came from a small island, so they had to basically build up to get to this country and build up their name for themselves here. So I do appreciate that. And I try to tell myself that I'm fortunate enough to have these things, fortunate enough to have these experiences. So on this wall, I basically have all the countries. I went to Washington, DC, all the cruises that I've went to, um, Las Vegas, Cozumel, I just take pictures to capture those moments because I know when I look forward in time, I can look back at these pictures and be like, at this age, I was doing this. At this age, I remember who I was with and I cherish those memories. Um, I have people that I love on there, my friends, my family, um, and a couple other things um, that basically just makes me drive. It makes me keep on going. I see this I'm like I want more for myself, I have to do more for me, my family, my community, just the experience at the end of the day like I felt that I left my imprint on the world and I don't just want to go and say I didn't have a good time or regretted anything. (laughs) Yeah, I so appreciate your intentionality
0: and um, and reading a little bit about your story through the application from the All-America City Award, um, just really noting your intentionality about the internship uh, that you sought with the city of Miramar, was wondering if you might tell us a little bit about you know, why city or why government um, work was um, was motivating or of interest to you.
1: Yeah, so my city and government work, um, it was basically embedded through my grandfather. He was in politics, and um, I really think politics can sometimes be like a one sided thing. But when it's done with um, careful commissioners like what I have in Miramar, I think that it can be a beautiful thing when when the commissioners understand their community, understand their citizens and residents within the community. one thing that really pushed me to do my internship was when I was in Miramar High School and I went and one of the commissioners came to visit us and talk about their experiences. I really did love that, and I wanted to see like how, how does like um certain signposts that I see and then two weeks later it actually happens. It makes like dreams become a reality. So I wanted to know like what was the groundwork? How did this start? <laughs> So then I um, did a quick email to one of the commissioners, Alexandra P. Davis, she was vice mayor at the time, and I told her front and forward that I really do appreciate your work. I want to know the inner workings of the city of Miramar, and I just shot my shot, and she answered back, and she loved it. So I was able to do an internship with her, and I was blessed enough to to do an internship with the city clerk as well as the finance department. So I was basically to get... uh, all around perspective of how does the funds grow out through miramar how do you get the passports going how does the city clerk like um do the minutes for the commission meetings? so i understood that and then when i went to the commissioner office with the several commissioners and the mayor i understood how they answer resident questions how they get to put their community together create events that their residents will appreciate um and they understand who their community is. Because growing up in Miramar, Florida, you have a large Caribbean population, especially Jamaicans. So they cater to them. And once you do that, your residents are happy. They understand that their community leaders are listening to them and appreciating what their citizens are doing. So I really did love that. And that's why I got into doing the internships. Yeah, that's so super
0: cool. I'm
1: wondering sort of
0: from your work, what do you feel like maybe folks don't know about, you know, or would be helpful if they did know about what goes on behind the scenes that, you know, creates the, the community or the positivity or create some of the advances that, um, you know, perhaps aren't always visible?
1: Um, Yeah, there are certain aspects within like meetings with just commissioners that they have to basically play the devil's advocate. So they have to think about, yeah, our residents would like this, but they might not like this. And they have to cater towards what kind of food should we bring? Is catered toward children and the youth or is it catered more toward adults? And like, should we have like um, full course meals? Also decorations of the events, like there's certain planning of the events, like the location and how people would get there, the parking, that they take into consideration to make sure that every little detail is okay and um, it caters towards their um, audience. So I think those are some aspects of it. um, And I do really think that they accomplish that.
0: (laughs) One of the initiatives that you yourself founded was the Let's Picture It. I'm wondering if you might share a little bit about what that
1: initiative is. For sure. Um, so I started Last Picture It around 10th grade years. So I think that was around 2017. Um, it was just an idea that I had with a couple of my friends. I didn't really think I would have found anything of it. Um, it's just my friends in my community who basically started it. I live across from two boys, Miles Robinson and Matthew Robinson. And since I was about even one years old, they have lived there, and we have been hanging out ever since then. And when they were going through hard times, as well as like when we were going hard times, when all four of us would come together and we would talk it out. And then um, we basically went fishing and stuff, and while we were on the boat, we were drawing. And I was like, wow, this actually helped us work out some of our issues and like family issues that we were having. Um, so then I realized maybe we should take this onto a different level. And we started getting canvas paintings, and our parents bought us paint. And then we would go out and like on the road, and our color sack and draw like chalk. And while we were drawing it out, we we're able to talk through some things, understand what we're going through, even at a young age, and uh, basically some solutions to come up with it. So then I took it towards my school and my church, and we we're able to get a group of people, and basically we're able to just draw it out and like talk through what we're drawing and what made us feel like drawing this using these colors and at the end of the day it basically felt like we're letting go some of the pressures that we had because growing up in this day and age especially at our age and mental health it's kind of hard to talk to certain people and some people feel closed up so i think through art people have another way of letting go it's beautiful
0: With the Let's Picture This, as folks have come together and had the opportunity to be in conversation and express themselves through art, what else has happened that perhaps surprised you?
1: Okay, certain things that um, surprised me was that um, a lot of people wanted to join in. I was very unsure of um, the participation level that I would receive because not a lot of people are artists. They don't like drawing, they think they can't really draw. But um, as I talked them through, like, and I showed them certain pieces that I did, even when I was like super young, they understood that, oh, so you're not really an artist artist, you're just drawing. I'm like, yeah, you draw and then over time you get better. And then you see that it's not really about the drawing. It's the fact that your body is letting go of something. It's understanding what's happening. You're going through some pressures and you can't bottle it all in. And although you don't feel like you have like an outlet to talk to, You can let it go through writing you can let it go through drawing i do drawing and speaking some people just write what they want to say on the canvas and it's okay to do that it's just another way of letting it go um and at the end of the day they feel better and they want to come back and they invite their friends and they feel like it's a good release activity and i love it so much because they walk in with like the droopiest faces and you can feel like the dark energy and then they leave and it's positivity. I'm like, this is what I want for people. I don't want them to have this like hanging over their head and like not having the ability to like go or release it.
0: Yeah, that's just so tremendous. I can almost feel myself in the room with you all and would love that experience thinking about you know folks coming together and having that experience of expression through art um, and then thinking about sort of the stark contrast perhaps of the pandemic i'm wondering what the pandemic sort of shone a light on in in your community um, and sort of your experience with that
1: the pandemic did shed light on a lot of aspects in my community Um, I think one of them was basically the grocery situation, especially with the, it basically looked like a food shortage in my community. Um, But thankfully, Alexandra P. Davis and a couple other commissioners organized some events to where they can do drop and go services. So they would gather like boxes of just fresh produce and fruits and everything, and they would drop it at certain um, houses. And these houses and people within them weren't able to drive to grocery stores because they were very vulnerable to the, to the virus. Um, as well as even myself, I even participated in one of the pickup pick up grocery lines. Although they were super long, it was very beneficial because people were able to get groceries to which in the grocery store, they weren't able to get fresh produce or they weren't able to get toiletries. And these are certain things that we need to keep on living our lives and surviving. So I think those initiatives were the best things that basically shed light on certain food shortages that we had in our community. Because I never experienced a time, even with hurricanes, where we didn't have food in the grocery stores. Like you would go, there weren't any canned foods, there weren't any fresh produce and it was all because of COVID-19. So I thankfully that our community leaders stepped up and were able to organize certain events to come pick up food and they understood that their residents were hurting. And this was basically something that everyone was hurting through, but we had to figure out a way to come together and try to resolve this issue because this too shall pass and another one will come again but we will now know and we'll learn from it and understand how to overcome it again so i think COVID 19 was a very it's a horrible experience but we as a humans were able to adapt to it so yeah that we may
0: experience similar you know events or whatever in the course of our lives yet what would you say are a couple of the key takeaways from your perspective
1: a couple key takeaways from my perspective would be to always be appreciative um i think this is one that basically goes over a lot of people's head it's like um you take for granted certain things i basically took for granted one day i was coming home from school friday march 13th and i was like oh yeah i'll see you guys next week no problem and i think a lot of people could relate to that And next week came and it was like shambles. My teachers were texting us on like the Remind app and telling us, well, be safe, don't worry. Um, We'll come together next year. Don't worry, we'll see you in the fall. And fall came and we still didn't see them. So I was basically able to look back and like all the pictures and memories I had in my head of going to class, getting up in the morning, although it was dreadful with doing my hair, getting to school at 6.30 o'clock, I don't wanna be here. But now I look back and I'm like, if I were to do it again, I would be more appreciative. I would understand that although it was a dreadful time, it was one of the best times of my life because now I'm going to middle, I'm going to university and I'm thinking back of like, wow, I was just in high school. So I would say one of the key takeaways is to be appreciative of every memory. Although it might seem like a bad um, event that you're going through. There is a reason why you're going through it, and you have to understand that in the future you'll you'll think back on that time you'll be like, so this is why I did this, and I appreciate me going through that because I've learned from it, and now i'm growing. (laughs) Right.
0: Amazing. Your work or the variety of roles that you've um either initiated for yourself you know and or plugged into in the community really seem to have been about creating spaces for people to come together around um, a variety of shared experiences and this that type of work feels more important uh than ever uh in our country and I was wondering um,
1: why does it feel important to you? It feels important to me because. I've always felt like certain people have been divided over certain issues. Um, and sometimes they don't see eye to eye on those issues, or they don't understand the details of both perspectives. Um, I'm I'm a person who likes to hear all perspectives before making a decision on anything, because I understand that everyone has a reason for being this way for um, believing in this certain detail. So I think it's very It's pertinent in our community, in our world today, in our society to not just divide over certain things and be like kind of ignorant on this is the thing that I want to believe in, this is what you want to believe in. You can compromise certain aspects. Although you don't have to give in a hundred percent, you could come to a halfway mark. And in certain issues in my community, there were times like that where people did not understand why they had to pay more tax money or do this or, you know, drive on bumpy roads when the city has enough money to fix the the roads. It wasn't the fact that they didn't have enough money. It was the fact that they needed the leadership. They needed the motivators to do it. They needed people to come out and help. So there's certain levels to a disagreement. And I think um, once we're able to understand those disagreements and understand the root of it, we can come to a solution and they could come together and bond together over it because not everything needs to be a disagreement or an argument there are other ways to come together there are other ways to blend in and compromise so yeah Yeah. as you uh look and had even you know
0: you yourself got a different view through your internship and then of course you have your family experience and life as a student and um as you look around what do you see as sort of issues or opportunities that are perhaps sort of ripe to work on together as a community
1: um for sure it would be an environmental aspect um as we know climate change is it it's getting worse day by day um we're trying as a person to help our community to not litter to recycle but at the end of the day it Takes more than one person. It takes a whole country. It takes governments to understand that there is an issue. And if we don't correct it, close, if we don't correct it um, in the recent times, then we won't have an earth to live on in the next thirty years. Um, So within my community, I would say environmental things that we have to get on really quickly. I understand that some um, commissioners are pushing for the census and things that we can do to help the government try to understand how many people are in our community, how many resources and sustainability that we are using. Um, So I would say that we need to do more environmental activities such as beach cleanups or community cleanups in the parks. I know that there is a revitalization um, project happening near one of the communities near my house. And I understand that that is a very eventful event that helps the community grow. Um, And I think that certain details that we could also implement would be taking away most plastic, having fees on not recycling, or um, doing different things to basically help community. Um, And I think a lot of the lake cleanups would happen because although you drive around my community, it does seem like a beautiful place. But you can see um, our lakes need to be freshened up, our branches need to be cut. And through all the time I've lived here, I've seen those things happen. And we're doing more construction than ever. And it's a lot of things that we need to take into consideration, because you can't just do so much construction and not have enough um, parks or trees for animals to come play with. So I think one key aspect would be to focus on our vi- environmental imprint in the world.
0: Yeah. And as you sort of look around the community, what bright spots have you noticed where perhaps there are some beginnings of, of progress?
1: Um, I would say the construction of um, basically a basically a small garden. They're putting into little libraries in the um, in one of the parks near me actually, and kids will be able to come and garden and read books and be able to play tennis and go on the swing set and stuff. And that was one thing I didn't um, have an opportunity to do growing up. So I really do see that that was beautiful because i was able to take my um, baby cousins to go do the same thing and i'm like wow there's books here you can garden um you basically just have to enter and then there's like different rows that you can see and the person's there obviously and showing you like what type of fruit this is and the history behind the fruit so i think that's really nice um i know throughout the city they have um different rock pathways and you can learn about each different rock and like when it was formed. So I think that was really smart. And another bright spot that I would say is we're opening up dog parks and um, skate parks for the youth. Um, growing up, I've seen a lot of basketball courts and football fields and like gymnasiums. So I'm like, okay, this is beautiful. But now skating actually is on the rise in the youth and I think opening up a skate park is beautiful because certain kids could go there and they can hang out with their friends because now that school is basically back in session but we don't know for how long kids are probably going to lose that touch again and it's okay to now have a place where they can go where they can have fun and not always be stuck in the house and um, they could skateboard and have and then they could take their dog to the dog park so I mean it's beautiful they're Aspects that's happening in these unprecedented times, but I think it's beautiful how we're combating it and going through it together.
0: Love all the new places you're naming from dog parks to skate parks to again just you know other ways to engage um, with our natural um, environment it's um, so powerful. Reaching back a bit in our conversation you were you know lifting up um, then Vice Mayor now Commissioner Davis and Uh, you know, her role and the opportunity that she provided you. Um, And just thinking a little bit about mentorship and what that means, was hoping you might share a little bit around your thoughts on mentorship and what that relationship has meant for you.
1: Yeah, I really do think Commissioner Davis has been one of the key aspects of why I am this way. Um, She basically helped me understand that Although you don't have like a good figure in your life, other people can be that figure. Um, Even when I reached out to her and I was able to speak to her, she basically embedded and inspired me because hearing her story from where she came, um, what she did throughout her life and where she ended up now, it's a beautiful story. And every day that I see her in the office and I see her pushing for her residence and things that she needs to get done, I think that she has that drive and that strong mentality to keep on going, to keep on persevering through everything she's been through. Um, Even when she's making phone calls or setting up events or speaking to the media, she understands what she needs to talk about, what she needs to focus on. And that mentorship really helped me because I'm like, OK, if one person can do it, then I can also do it, too. So she inspires me to keep on going. Um, even when I went, even when I announced I was going to the University of Florida, she pushed for me to keep on going to still act this way. Don't get caught up in everything. Um, she said, at the end of the day, you're going to look back and understand that whatever you went through, it's OK, because you now reach this point And now you're making a bigger impact on other people's lives um even when i go to school i try to do the same thing i try to be a mini her um just try to inspire other people because the way that she inspired me i can't even put into words it's just seeing her act in her community and be strong and hopeful, and have other people come to her and talk about their issues and her being able to do something and help them even in the smallest aspect of giving a book bag away She was able to help them and I truly admire that because not a lot of people have that perseverance to do that and they don't have that commitment to the community. So on the mentorship, I wouldn't have traded her for anyone else. I completely loved how she even lives her life. It's so beautiful to see and hopefully one day I reach to her level.
0: I have no doubt that that will be the case. You are uh, well on your uh, way and there at the same time in your own right, Maya. I'm, you know, I can imagine there may be some people listening in or other uh, young people who are like, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure how to go about reaching out or seeking a mentor. I know that's something I want or would like, Um, how, you know, how did you do that? Or what might you encourage others, um, to do?
1: Yeah, I was asking myself that same question about four years ago. Um, I think reaching out, you just have to put your pride away and just ask. There's no other way. You can't get a yes if you don't ask. So um, when I was thinking about, wow, what am I going to do for the summer? I need to get more proactive in my community. I can't just depend on my school to keep giving me opportunities. So I said, I know that the city of Miramar has a website. So I would say go to your local city's website, any social media page. Try to reach out to them. Say, I'm this is your name. This is what you want to do. This is what I'm interested in. And say that learning from your city government would be the best thing for me. And once you reach out, you can either get a yes or a no. And although you get a no, move on to the next city. I know my neighboring city was Park Pines. So even if I got a no, I would have went to them. So it's not only about um, having the drive to keep on doing the work. It's having the motivation to ask, having the motivation to. Enter your city and say this. I'm a young, bright mind, and I want to see what you can offer to me. I want to come back in 20 years and see that like, this is what I've done. This is what I did. I know who this person is. Um, I know the buildings. I've I've went in these buildings before. Even to this day, um, my friends and I talk back about how I was able to get into um, the city commission and work with the city commissioners at, at such a young age. And I did this because I put my pride aside and I said, this is what I wanna do. I took the initiative and I went ahead and asked. Um, so I do, I'm grateful that all the commissioners and all the departments who have allowed me to intern with them was able to say yes and allow me that opportunity to live within them and see what they do on their day-to-day lives. Because it's not just the city commission that motivates people and gets things done. It's, it's basically a team effort. It needs to go through finance. It needs to go through permission. So all aspects of the city commission and the community help certain things grow and happen. So... That's what I would say, just get out and keep on going. You don't get a yes if you don't ask. (laughs) That's fantastic. And to sort
0: of flip that for just a moment, sort of as young leaders like yourself rise up, what is it that you're needing of those of us um, who have come before?
1: Um, I would just say support. Um, Growing up now, I see that a lot of people are supporting me, and there's certain people in higher positions who see me doing these things and understand that why I'm doing it, my drive for doing it. And they sometimes give me a heads up, they give me advice. And I would say, I really do appreciate that because um, there's gonna be times where you feel like you're the only person and the only person driving in this initiative. And it's not always that. Um, I would say for the older adults who have seen me and understand why I'm doing this, to offer some words of encouragement, to offer your experiences, um, so I can learn from it, understand, and see what I'm doing wrong or what I can correct, probably reach out to more people. Get them to participate more, believing in me more. Um, So yeah, support, words of encouragement, admiration, um, I think is the best thing. Um, Young leaders nowadays just feel like they're the only person in this initiative, which isn't the case. There are a lot of people behind you. You just can't see them. You were mentioning just a moment ago that
0: soon you'll be headed to universities. Would you mind sharing a little bit more
1: about what's next for you? Yeah. um, The next four years, I'll be attending the University of Florida. Um, I will be majoring in business marketing with a minor in international relations. Um, I do look forward into doing law school after that, but we'll see when the time comes. Um, I chose the University of Florida because they basically offered everything I needed and um, they were catering towards my major more. Uh, once I go to university I do hope to get into some political aspects of it maybe in this in the city of Gainesville or um, within the university um presidential system um I also wanted to see different things I can get into within the community in Gainesville maybe um, uh, cleanups or um, um soup kitchens um certain other things that I've looked at they have a lot of community events such as feeding to the homeless or um cleaning up the university as a whole. The university is huge, and there's certain aspects that aren't so tidy. So once I get to university, I hope that I am snuggled in and settled in correctly, and I can understand, like, okay, these are certain things that we need to work on. Um, Maybe I can help this way. Maybe I can help that way. So I look forward to it. (laughs) Super exciting. Sort of as we think about closing out our
0: time together, I'm curious, we've talked a little bit about sort of your next steps and wondering what your sort of hope, your broader hopes are for family, community and and country.
1: Yeah, my broader hopes are basically to um, put emphasis on mental health. Um, I think a lot of people have struggled with their mental health, especially during this time because now they understand that this is the most important aspect. Um, Although you can be physically well and physically motivated to do things, your mental health isn't always there. And I think that's one aspect that needs to be talked about more, Um, especially in growing up in a Caribbean family, it wasn't really placed emphasis on my mental health. Um, I think it took self-discipline to understand that, yeah, I'm going through a hard time and it's okay to take a break. You don't need to be pushing every single day. You need to understand that your body and your mind needs to rest. You need to release some things and understand that you're not the only person here. Um, other people are going through the same thing. Um, you just have to understand that what's best for you is maybe to take a break now. And you don't want to overwork yourself and come to the point where you're not able to do anything such as get about your bed or brush your teeth. You need to understand that once it comes to this point where you can't take it anymore, you need to relax a little and understand that you're going through something. You go, People go through things every single day. Um, you just have to try to build up that courage within you to say, I'm not shallow or I'm not shy or I'm not defeated. You just need a break because you can't, it's like an engine. You can't just keep on going and keep on going until you just break down. Um, I think many breaks throughout your throughout your journey needs to happen just caring about mental health as a whole. Um, I know that there's a rise in it ever since the COVID-19 pandemic started, and I understand that a lot of people are now placing their emphasis on there, and I completely understand that, and I love that for everyone. Um, Because it does tie into overcoming personal struggles. Um, A lot of people keep these issues private, which I completely understand. I was a private person too, and you just have to find it within yourself. Find a person you can talk to or find a way to let it go. Um, I know meditation works best for me. Um, I was able to think about the certain rough times I was going through and how I can overcome that and being self-disciplined, having a routine every morning to do. And at the end of the day, I journal and talk about what I did. I'm like, oh no, it wasn't a lot. I did do something. So I would be appreciative of that. And a couple other things that I would basically care for and shed light on is like equality for women on all aspects. Um, I really do think that is a strong, um, <laughs> a strong detail that we need to place emphasis on, um, even in sports, the workforce, every single aspect. I believe women should be equal to everyone. Um, we should not be subpar to basically any other human species. Um, because we are human. Um, Although we are a different physique, it doesn't matter. Um, We have the same brains and functionality as everyone else. So we should be treated equal and the importance of individuality. Um, I think that not a lot of people understand who they are and we need to take time to understand who I am and what you wanna do in your life because it took time for me to do that and hopefully everyone else are able to do that. just
0: so appreciating you maya and the many contributions you've made to your community and um and just excited um about what's ahead for you and just with sort of deep confidence um as i sort of move on in my journey um just the the strength the deep strength and commitment and heart um, coming from the next generation Um, it's inspiring Um, you motivate me thank you (laughs) it's been such a pleasure to get to talk with you today maya again hope to learn and hear more as you uh, travel on and just appreciate you taking um, the time to to spend some time uh, with us and those who listen to the commons good podcast today
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Lacey. Um, I hope everyone's listening is having a great day, (laughs) and I hope you guys have learned something from me, and uh, hopefully I inspire you to do something in your community.
0: Thanks so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Commons Good Podcast. Check out the show notes to learn more about the All-America John Parr Youth Award and the City of Miramar's All-America Award. Miramar has been recognized for cultivating a resilient and equitable economy, increasing access to arts and culture, and revitalizing a historic part of its community. And if you haven't already, subscribe to be notified when our next episode airs. We believe people working together build better communities and invite you to share the podcast with your fellow changemakers.